conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Morning, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Morning. Good morning. What's going on? Well, you know, living that wonderful, wonderful dream here in the Pacific Northwest. Got my nice cup of coffee. Pumped to talk a little bit about Airbnb and what happened last week. It's been a it's been a crazy couple what seven days that we've since we last seen each other. Yeah, it's been a an interesting roller coaster ride. Up and down. <laughs> it went up a lot, and then, well, I just checked it. It went down quite a lot, so I'm just curious it's going to happen in the coming months. Yes. Uh, 
Very true. And before we actually really get started, I do want to make one shout out. Uh, I did a little staycation this weekend, and it was for a friend's uh, birthday. And when I checked into my hotel room, I had this lovely sign, and I had no idea how they got this information or found out. But uh, it says, Welcome, Will, from Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. I should have gone down and been like, hey, there's good morning hospitality on there, too. But... I'm not going to complain because that was such an awesome surprise and we had um, great hospitality and uh, service just from the staff and it was great. So shout out to Angel of the Wind Casino here in Washington State uh, for just the overall amazing experience. It was really cool. So yeah, just had to give that little shout out. Figured might as well before uh, instead of just blasting it on Facebook. It was great. Um, how was your guys' weekend? Right? It's those little yeah. touches. Yeah, and that's what a lot of well, hotels or even properties forgetting, right? This touch, this is a small favor which you give that I mentioned them. It's like so important to keep this relationship and then get those customers excited. No cool. Yeah, yeah, no, it was great. And uh the whole staff signed it. I asked the front desk lady, she said I think their like supervisor or manager was a fan of the show and recognize the name on the check-ins of the day or something like that. And it was like, all right, that's pretty cool. Like I was, I was flattered. I was like, damn, you guys are making, like, really cool. making me look way cooler than I am. But it didn't ask you for a signature. So wow. It's the real wheel slickers. Can I get a signature from you or no, I never saw him. No, no, after <laughs> that, I was, I was in the casino. I was having fun. After that, um, uh, I'm down 25 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my IPO money. Leaving a casino only down $25 is a big win. Yeah, no, seriously. I was up, and then I was playing a lot of roulette, and I was uh, getting a little too confident. And then the, the guy next to me was just crushing it, too. So it was a, it was a good time, though. I had a lot of fun. Um, but I think you guys got some fun stuff going on. So let's hear from you guys what, uh, what's been going on this last week. Obviously, we're going to talk about the IPO. Um, kind of like the highlight of the episode, but just kind of want to hear maybe some some uh, bid eruption or noise noise aware alerts. What's going on? Oh, we're yeah. gonna talk about, about it, right? And what what is happening? A lot of education parts. So that's why I'll just address this also in the bid eruption report. You can see I was teaching and talking in some schools, but I will uh, keep this for in a second in the bid eruption uh, report. Awesome. How about you, Golden? It was an interesting week. Yeah, a lot of really cool things happened. Um, not many of which I can talk about yet, but there, there's some really cool partnerships and pilots and, and things going on that, that we uh, that all all seemed to come to fruition last week. That's good. Good, good way to start ending the 2020 with a bow and walking right into 2021. Now everything finishing, right? Just the last days now. Working on the last plans for 2021. I just remember last year we did similar, but I think none of those plans were actually used this year. So let's hope uh, the plans we have for next year will be the one to realization. Yeah, fingers crossed, literally. Yeah, I, I was halfway expecting December to be pretty slow, but it's been the exact opposite. Like last week was just wall to wall every single day so maybe the holidays will come soon and we'll have a, a welcome break but until then it's been uh it's been 100 miles an hour 
Yeah. Well, that's a uh, that's a good thing to say. Kilometers an hour, Michael. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's kick it off with the bid eruption report. Good morning. I'm normally starting with the uh, with the startup of the week, but this time I start opposite. I'm starting with uh, with events. Actually, last week I was uh, teaching. I gave a guest lecture on uh, the hotel school, the Hague. Super cool, actually. So I was remotely. I saw them all sitting next to each other and told them more about uh, a bit bedroom, the journey. Amazing questions. They were super engaged and had amazing questions, and uh, they were really well prepared. Some compliments as well to them. was was nice to do. And actually, tomorrow I'm speaking again for the uh, BSBI, the Berlin Business School. Uh, will be a nice session as well. We're talking about innovation, but also post-COVID, et cetera. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it will be broadcast on 17 universities in the same time. So pretty large audience. So super, uh, super excited for this. And the start of the week, um, we just uh, mentioned two educational parts. I think it's really nice to mention Hotel.school. Actually, it's a great startup, which actually is a Swiss-based online hotel school, which actually focusing on, on micro-based learning lessons. Um, I met them, they're doing something really cool. Um, it's led by, by Patricia. So she's a great know-how, how to develop this. She has a huge experience in there as well. It's super cool what they're doing, actually. And, and um, if we see what they're up to, uh, what I really like actually is they're really making education from nowadays. So they launched also the vacation rental collection. So I know many of you are listening, they're into vacation rental as well. And I think that's super important to be addressed as for years, of course, we all know the typical hospitality education, things moved away now. You see in the pandemic, people not travel to normal schools. You see people want to upscale, reskill. So actually they're addressing this market really, really well. Um, I did one of the courses by myself. Uh, really interesting to see actually how they're doing this. They're making it also fun, but also really interactive and uh, yeah. I can recommend hotel.school to, to start one of the uh, one of the courses or the collection and uh, of their Swiss master hotel program. So yeah, this is the startup of the week. Um, I think we go more into education next week. Um, Golden already said it's like, it was mentioned many times in the perspectives of Airbnb, as I heard from him. And I think education is gonna be more and more important in, in different areas in hospitality. So my, uh, uh, my startup of the week is hotel.school. I think next week we're gonna talk more about uh, Hospitality education. Thank you. donut right now grandma but we'll we'll wait till after the show um i think the the news of last week was entirely dominated by airbnb's ipo uh but that said there were a couple other events going on catered towards the short-term rentals 
uh, Flex Conference, which is put on by Joshua Tree out in California. It's a fantastic event that is basically what, what we covered on the very first show, the flexible short-term rental and, and long-term multifamily environments. Um, can't wait for that to be in person next year, uh, as hopefully most events will be. And then the other event that went on last week was Skift, uh, specifically around short-term rentals and bringing in some of the, the best minds of the industry. I think the, the takeaways from both are short-term rentals are quite um, quite bright in the future, but in the in the short term, you know, doing all of these things remote is challenging, and it's not quite the same feel. So uh, another important or, or interesting thing. Uh, I read the Airbnb prospectus last week and it was, it's quite a beast. It was like 499 pages, but something that they mentioned time and time again, and this is, you know, uh, consistent with their brand for, for many, many years, but we've trust was mentioned 66 times. And that's what a, an online platform is all about. It has to have trust from all sides and not just the direct stakeholders, but you have to have trust from the communities, from the neighbors, from the um, restaurants and businesses nearby to, to ensure the long-term success of the industry. So it was really cool to see how many times they, they brought up trust. And obviously people that read the prospectus liked what they saw and drove up that, uh, that opening price. Yeah, I was gonna say for you bought some gold in. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I was part of the host group that was allowed, I guess, access to buy pre-IPO shares because of a rental that I've listed through the platform a, a number of times, and luckily I I went through the hurdles that they made you go through to get them. So pretty pleased with the the outcome. They should double. Uh, I more than doubled, and I walked away. Double <laughs> <laughs> yours. Okay, well done. Yeah, uh, but it's insane. But did you see what is happening? Of course, there's speculation, everything, and then actually, if you see that they they passed this hundred billion valuation, it's, yeah, it's insane. They they overpassed Booking.com. Yeah, I I just I saw actually just check it before the episode. I think they went down today with like seven percent or something. So. I'm just curious, like yeah. at the end of this, uh, those days, who's going to be uh, higher valuated? But yeah, it's not unheard of for brands to trade at uh, extreme multiples compared to their competition if the belief mm -hmm. long term is uh, super, super high. Tesla is a perfect example. Tesla trades at an insane multiple that's larger than all of the US automakers combined. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially what Airbnb was listed at. They were listed at, at a price higher than all of the major hotel brands combined and also a price equivalent to booking.com, which has uh, an equal amount of short-term rentals, but they also have 20 million hotel rooms, uh, not to mention flights and open table and, and a number of other avenues. And, and these are all things that Airbnb has talked about building the flights program Obviously, the hotel tonight acquisition and getting more into hotels. Um, 
But I think the jury's still out on will they be a, an OTA as OTAs have previously existed, or are they going to go a different route? I think a lot of a lot of their focus in the past is is owning the trip from start to finish. Experience is a very big passion project of of the founding team, but I mean they they brought on the head of Virgin Transportation to spin up their flights division, but that never got off the ground, no pun intended. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see long-term how they can live up to, I don't know what the valuation is today, maybe 70 or 80 million billion. Um, but we'll find out. It's down now 9%. I just checked it. Uh, last minute information. So, But I'm curious indeed how long they can keep this valuation, what went down already. But also, of course, how to stay hot, right? I think it's really important as a brand. You just, especially when especially when you went IPO, uh, you're listed. How to become, become attractive, right, for for uh, for buying and et cetera. So <clears throat> I'm really curious. Where is their growth? What they're going to do? I mentioned last week. Um, I don't think they can grow much in inventory. I think this will be will be limited, maybe a little bit, but it will not be a lot. Um, yeah, but I'm really curious how can I get extra revenue streams? Indeed, is it flights? I'm not sure. I, I I think personally, but yeah, I don't work for them, so I don't have the insights. But I think it makes more sense if you really go into this experience part, maybe in reservations and stays of restaurant reservations. Those actually when you're on location, right? Not pre. Arrival, but really since the arrival and and spent uh, spent your journey, your money there. That's what I think. But it's for me makes more sense. But indeed, what you said, it is surprisingly as for example booking or price line of booking now booking holding nowadays, right? They were, what they're owning, they're open table, and I think five six other brands or maybe even more. So they have much more, right? Indeed, also the whole connectivity, hotel agreements, and everything. And of course, when you're looking at the apartments, there's much more flexibility, and you don't. If you see booking as quite strict contracts, of course, so this is something we as Bedroom fighting for every day. Uh, you see, of course, they have an allotments. They have uh, they have they have pretty strict contracts, which has I think value as well. But looking at Airbnb, it's pretty flexible. You can host an Airbnb, but if you want to stop tomorrow, you can do. You can host it somewhere else. So they have not the sustainable the contracts and everything in place. So I'm really curious what's going to happen the the coming years. I think they did something amazingly what they built up in a clever way, mm -hmm. right timing, right team, et cetera. And I'm really curious what's going to happen the coming years. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the brand that owns the traveler is the brand that wins. You can have all of the inventory in the world, but if you don't have the, the bookings, then you're, you're in trouble. And the the ability to turn on and off units in short terminals is both a curse, but it's also a blessing. And for for me, for example, I live in a college town, and college football is absolutely insane. Um, the stadium in my town holds almost ninety thousand people, but the town itself is only sixty thousand. And when people come for those eight football games in the fall. I rent out my primary residence for like two, three hundred bucks per bedroom per night. And, you know, the other however many weeks, 40, 54, 50, 40, 54 weeks, public math, who knows, um, 
is like the, the price I could get per night is awful. But well, they have four the weeks movie, in the US and in Europe. Forty-four weeks. Forty-four. <laughs> weeks. Uh, <laughs> but the the supply and demand, like that's that's one of the benefits of short rentals and, and the Airbnb platform is you can turn it on yeah. for one week for Super Bowl whenever Super Bowl comes to town, and Correct. everybody can charge a thousand bucks a night and they'll get it. Um, you can't do that with hotels. And historically, you know, I guess people were just driving, you know, 30, 45 minutes, an hour out of town to, to get their place. But now they can be in town, part of the whole experience from start to finish. And is that the primary revenue driver? No, but I think that that's also opens up the doors to, to travelers. Focusrite did did a study. I guess they do the study every year, but only like thirty four percent of people who travel have used vacation rentals or short term rentals. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I think what you said is interesting. Right around events and stuff, you see what you mentioned Super Bowl. You see, and in, in when the F one Formula One, which is not popular in the US, but it is in Europe. If the F one, for example, is in Monaco, the whole Monaco, everybody has a house. They're renting this out on Airbnb for sick prices, and probably their 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 rent is paid back. For this weekend, is paying back the whole rent of the rest of the year. So it is. This is, I think, a strong advantage. Of course, the Airbnb you can occasionally you can say, "Okay, now I want to rent it out," and you're not forced with the contract. So it has its benefit, but also in this case is, a, um, yeah, the flexibility. So I'm, this, I think, this is a strong advantage. I'm, my concern is they're really moving away from this and go really in hotels. What will be the differentiator between, for example, booking or Expedia or or bedroom? I'm really curious. Yeah. Is like. I always said be good in one thing, but we we'd be the best. And I'm really curious if they really go to different uh, verticals, etc. What will be the impact? And of course, they have to keep delivering, but mm -hmm. that also could be a, could be a danger. Yeah, well, they, also, go ahead. They they've had a little bit of ADD in the past on chasing down flights or chasing down hotels or chasing down developing a pod for your backyard or an ADU, right? Um, I think Wall Street will keep them on a path to, uh, you know, own the projects that they want to invest in and, and actually develop them fully. Uh, but that's a good thing. I mean, there, I would love to have a pod ADU in my backyard that I could rent out for games or for events or graduation or things like that. But then, uh, you know, it becomes my office or, whatever in the excess time. Like I think that could be an interesting way to add significantly more units, but still have a pretty cool and, and unique feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm still, I think also the, the connectivity, the way it's working, right? We just talked about it last week already. I met, uh, I spoke with Sam Schenk, the, the founder of Hotels Night in February in their office in, in San Francisco, their Airbnb office. And also what they mentioned, okay, they're looking still at the hotel inventory, but still the, the, then you, okay, they're massive, right, Airbnb. But if you go to home contracting, their connectivity and everything. And it's also the association as a hotel chain, right? Do you want to be, do, do you want to be associated when you have a hotel chain? Do you want to be on an Airbnb platform or on an apartment platform, vacation rental platform? So it's also, I think this is still, as you're mentioning also the brand and, and the image, I think it's really important because still, I think a lot of hotels are, yeah, but if are offered and they're 
they were disrupting my industry. They were destroying my my industries. This is still a lot of hotels are pretty against Airbnbs, right? Then are you going to change it and offer your property or offer your your hotel on this platform? But for years you were just we were against. So I'm really curious also what will be the adoption if the hotel said, okay, now I'm want to push my uh, maybe a bit normal because they're empty. But I'm curious if hotels are really open to put their inventory on on the Airbnb, maybe lose their control and on them because they lost their control to yeah. the other guys. I'm really curious also if what is the perspective from the hotel side, not only from Airbnb, but also on the other side. I personally think the answer is yes. They they absolutely will because you're gonna list your place where you can find travelers. And the I guess the bigger question is, does Airbnb wanna work with Marriott and IHG and Hilton and Accor, like all these big brands? because it, it feels like they care much more about a unique experience, maybe more of a boutique hotel style than the traditional big box brands. So I, I think, you know, follow the money. If, if Airbnb is able to drive hotel bookings, then hotels will list. If they can't drive it, then there's no point in, in Airbnb uh, doing that. And quite frankly, as a traveler, I would, I, I prefer the separation. Like I know when I want to book a hotel and I know when I want to book a short-term rental. So mm -hmm. I like being able to go to this site for that and that site Correct. for this. Um, but you know, that's certainly my, my own view and probably not that of everybody. Well, I'm still, well, if you're looking at the, the, the model, of course, Airbnb works, right? Also the pricing strategy, if the, even and whatever, if you call Marriott and they have the price strategy, to every booking platform, we offer the same rates. So, but the other hand, then of course you also have your fee on the side of the traveler, which you might then waive in this case. I'm really curious what is the competitive advantage for an Airbnb, and it will it could hurt a bit the uh, uh, the of the, the the brand by itself, right? So I'm really curious, and you see the Marriotts or the chains are using booking speed to get, of course, acquire customers, but they do everything from that moment to make this customer loyal to the brand. So they might. I'm really curious, like. If they will double them, if the price strategy is differently, I don't think so because they're pretty. Some of them are pretty strict on their pricing. Um, second of all, of course, do they want to give the loyalty away to another platform again um, when they do everything to drive direct, right? Especially now. So I'm really curious, like if they were going to hotels. I think they were experimenting indeed by buying hotels tonight. Um, I was really curious. Like last week, I was deep diving with the hotels tonight. Like, well, it's the inventory because we're going to be growing our inventory. Do we want to have X numbers of properties similar like Booking.com or do we want to become with a smaller group of hotels, uh, more created, have the best price and best benefits? What is interesting to deep dive when you see the the, the hotels night, for example, they had 50,000 properties and that's it, uh, 50,000 hotels. I was really curious actually, what was the total inventory? So I was surprised. Okay, they actually narrowed it down. Okay, we're focusing on specific travelers. We have only 50,000 properties created. We have the best price and pretty last minute bookings. I'm really, and the same Airbnb has their focus. We have vacation rental apartments and everything. This is where we're good in. I'm really curious if they say, no, we're stepping away. We go also in what you said, maybe into flights or we go into hotels. We're going into alternative activity to do a bit. I think this is pretty, still pretty local and everything. Yes, could be. But I think when you're stepping too away from your identity or your company culture and everything you stand for, I th I th I'm really curious. I think then this moment could be. Another one who's really good in one thing, which could be a vacation rent again, who could stand up. 
So let's uh, let's see. But again, I would love to see where we're standing in ten years from now because ten years ago, uh, they were so small. It was amazing to see. If you see their first pitch deck, you should just do it. If one of the listeners just Google pitch deck Airbnb, or even was their full name at that, that time, it's amazing. And then if this turned into a hundred billion dollar company, well, it's it's well done, right? It is like I think all of us would say it was would be nice if it was if it would be mine. Um, I started something differently, so hopefully you're coming in the same stage. Even for half, I will do it. But it's like yeah, we just all, and it's impressive what they achieve, right? It's like compliments yeah. for those guys, and everybody who's disrupting something and taking this this journey and uh, starting this adventure, I've got full respect for it. Well, we see like a core even launched apartments and villas, and so we're seeing more hotels jump into the space, like Marriott Home and Villas, and all these other things. And it's like, well. They're, they're good, and I think we're going to see a lot more people get into the space, uh, especially from the hotel side. But is it too late is the, is the real question. Um, you know, I don't think so, but I think they're going to need yeah. a big push when it comes to PR and and really getting that user experience. Like for me, because like I'm gold member. Like I'm not uh, – obviously, I'm not a platinum. I don't travel 100%. Well, but you're but- famous. Well, they know you everywhere, so it is different. Oh, they, <laughs> that's a small <laughs> little hotel in my hometown. Um, no, but uh, like I'm a gold member on Marriott, and I would love to use the Home and Villa program, but it's not like 100% user experience friendly yet. Uh, I love the guys and the whole team. Like we all know kind of somebody in that um, that space, but um, you know, getting to the point of like Airbnb's booking is really simple. And you know, as hotels are getting into this, they're going to have to really compete with that. But the big thing that we always talk about, like with vacation rentals, and we're going to see, I think, come up a lot is I'm worried, like, we all know the stocks of this company are going to be adjusted and fluctuated with the news. So the next shooting or COVID party or who knows what the hell happens at a Airbnb property specifically that was booked by that platform or on that platform um that's going to be no they're held to a higher standard now in my eyes you know it's not like they weren't before but um they're they're publicly traded they're um you know they have more people yeah Yeah. so i think seeing the regulation side of things is going to be yeah it's a really good point i mean i another piece in their prospectus was no more than uh no single market was more than two percent of their revenues but that said Regulation spreads like wildfire and no city, uh, every city wants to copy someone else. They they don't want to come up with their own. They just want to follow what some other city is doing. And I can tell you firsthand, I've spoken with more cities in the past three months uh, as a result of a lot of these COVID house parties than I had spoken to in my first three years of NoiseWare. They're, they're reaching out asking like, how do we control these parties? How do like we have so many neighbor issues and and we we want to keep short term rentals around, but we can't if it continues like this. Yeah. And so, luckily, there's something out there that exists to help with that. Uh, shameless plug, yeah. but I mean, to your point, like it doesn't take many bad news presses to to sway public opinion and it is it is a threat um, I think Google or Amazon or Facebook getting into to short-term rentals could be a threat um, but public policy and, and perception is is just as big of a threat 
I think the government, if you're looking now, a lot of hotels have difficulties, right? Mm -hmm. I will not be surprised, but let's see. Uh, that some governments say, okay, we're just helping the hotels because they're struggling for the last year. Just the, the easy way to help them, because otherwise we just have to help them differently. Just make sure they get their business back quicker. What could they do to give their business back quicker? Which closing? Airbnbs, right? So I will not be surprised if a few countries, okay, we're going to help because you see in the Netherlands, for example, I saw last week an interview with the uh, with the foundation for for uh, hotel owners, and they're struggling. They're closed for a while, and everything they have, they have really, deep, uh, yeah, they have a really difficult period. And if this okay, normally the tourism is spreaded by Airbnbs and hotels. If one part is fed away, for example, the other fifty percent, which is normally goes to the Airbnbs, goes to the hotels, means the hotels are filled up much quicker. So could be, I don't know, that the government's deciding, okay, we're just blocking Airbnbs because it's just individuals. Nobody gets actually hurt so badly, um, but it helped the whole So, And if this was spreading around in one or two countries or cities starting with this, it could impact a lot. Except that the CDC came out and said short-term rentals are safer than hotels. And mm -hmm. I think governments follow the trending news of Corona like it's the Bible. And that for that reason alone, I, I just don't see it. I mean, the only place that I know that banned short-term rentals and allowed hotels during Corona was Miami. And that was because Miami was having so many house party problems. Um, people go to Miami to party. It's just in the blood. It's in their nature. And if you can't go to a nightclub or you can't go to a strip club or whatever, those activities are being driven into to rentals. So I think well, the jury's out on, on how regulators will address short-term rentals, but there's places that have never had this problem before and they're having this problem. So that's the, the interesting part. Like Miami's always kind of had, had the battle, New York, LA, Paris, Amsterdam, they've always had that battle. What's going to be interesting is, Hilton Head or Blue Ridge or you know, various smaller traditionally vacation rental towns, um, how regulation is going to going to move forward in those markets because they're having more problems now than than ever. Yeah, well, I'm kind of curious. Like you, you're bringing up like like this is a good point. Miami is a place for for parties. Like obviously, I think we've all kind of been guilty of of maybe. Uh, wanting to go somewhere like that. Um, but like when I'm looking at my home, like my home Island, like we grow up, uh, in this like small little community on, uh, in the Island County, like near, uh, a little bit North of Seattle and the cash rental market here is, is pretty significant. There's one hotel. It's not a successful hotel, um, in the area. It's, you know, it was ran by offsite owners who just kind of wanted the cash flow and didn't really do much with it. So the vacation rental market though is, is huge. Um, but the, the parties are zero to none. Like it's mm -hmm. an older community. It's different uh, type of, you know, guest and traveler. So I'm guessing like maybe like the regulations to see how they change and the benefit of like the communities being ag against regulations in the sense of like, we are okay doing the way we are. Um, obviously, we should put some safeguards in place for like what if, but um, to see the flip side, like the cities or the counties or states that are struggling with bad operations and bad guests versus the ones that are actually thriving with good travelers, good operators, good quality properties. 
um, stuff like that. I think this yeah. would change. I think it will become how you see the shift in vacation rental. I think this become more and more professional. I think there where you see the change in the coming years. You mentioned, for example, better operation. We bought next week for education, for example. And you will see more yeah. that, like, for example, I just mentioned hotel.school, how they're doing for education in vacation rental. And I think this will be really, really important that both vacation rental, they still have this image, right? It's It could be unprofessional. It's like one guy just renting out some rooms and that's it. I think when it become even more mainstream, more professional, um, I think it also attracted a different audience. Really curious if this whole the way of operation, the way of their promoting, the way of direct bookings, the way of a lot of different things actually. And I just mentioned the example in education, so for sure follow next week. I'm really curious how this will develop in the vacation rental. And of course, you see that the hotel industry learned a lot this year. You see that people following uh, hotel education, they're really like they're working different fields, right? The way of the, because they know how to communicate with people, etc. I think this is something with still maybe some homeowners or some Airbnb host could learn. And I think when this become more professional, and of course you got a super host and everything, but become did more professional yeah. using tooling for noise reduction. And I know some guy who's doing something in this field. Um, but if you go more to, into more professionality stuff and also more, which you mentioned just now this hospitality thing, right? If hosts yeah. wouldn't really know how to connect with the guests, this personal message, um, know that the host, that they feel safe, security. And this is still, of course, with the hotels, you always have this feeling hotel safe, you know, it's, Part of a brand should be okay. I think will this develop more in the vacation rental industry, and when it becomes more professional, I think this can grow much more. But I'm really curious what will happen uh, in this field. Yeah. We talked about like I think one of the first episodes, right? More the brands, for example, brands in apart hotels and everything. So people insert go back to one of the first episodes. I really think there's a huge advantage, a so more prof uh, more professional, more branded, etc. The coming years. Yeah, I think you you nailed it right there at the end. It's it's the brands that are going to lead the way, not only in education, but in standards and guest expectations. Like you can't say all Airbnbs are the same because they're not, but you can say all Marriott homes and villas have a certain level of quality. And mm -hmm. that's what's missing across mm -hmm. or broadly across short-term rentals. Branding that, that you know what you're getting into. Um, and, and there's companies that are doing that, but more that hotels get involved in the, the better. Of course. Couldn't agree more. And uh, shout out to hotel.school who commented on the video. You're welcome guys. You're killing it. Keep it up. Um, no, that's you hit it right on the head and uh, I couldn't agree more. So I'm, I'm excited for next week. It's going to be good. I think that's a good segue for like just promoting obviously what we're going to talk about. Just, uh, obviously, education, professionalism, the rise of standards. Um, I, Michael Golden, you said it. You took a, you. I think you finished it really nice. It's, it's going to lead the way. Uh, brand and professionalism is going to be what leads the industry uh, into the in the real future of vacation rentals. So uh, excited to talk about that next week. Perfect. Don't 